Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I'm sorry it's been a minute since I've been on the air. I really did take the time with my uh, hip replacement to, to rest and recover, but there was a couple of crises that popped up in my life, and I chose to help. Didn't enjoy it, really would have rather not done it, but there were some circumstances that I wasn't willing to live with, so the person that needed the help got the help. But here I am now, I'm up in, as often you guys will hear me, uh, probably the sound is slightly different on my podcast when I'm in Penticton, because I don't have my whole sound system like I do in my office at home. I just have a headset that I talk into with my laptop, but it is my happy place up here. It really, really is. And I've got a couple of interviews that need to get edited uh, to get on the air that I did five months ago. So yeah, you know what? We have to remember that when we give our word to something, for me, it is very important that I keep that, that I honor that. Trust that someone has given me uh, my word that I've given. But I got to say, I just, I've been really struggling with my energy levels. Uh, the hip is, is great not to be living in that pain and those drugs all the time, but my fibromyalgia still has to be ma managed and I'm dealing with, you know, physical therapy on the hip because I limped for three and a half years and your tendons, muscles, ligaments, they all suffer. Some of them have tightened up. Some of them aren't engaging and uh, it's a little painful, but it's very different than that bone on bone, worn down joint pain that was affecting everything in my life, affecting my depression, affecting, you know, whether I ate well, whether I kept my weight off, whether I exercised properly, because I just felt gross all the time. And it's really amazing how pain can wear you down. Quite fascinating, actually. So being up here has taken a week and then something else got dropped on our lap, a potential home to purchase. So now instead of like the true rest I'm supposed to be doing and getting caught up with all of the podcast and the social media, I'm back out filling every day going, okay, once again, what is the expression? Not living my best life here. I'm sort of in survival mode again. And that is not under any circumstances where I need to be. So there's some changes that I've got to make, some choices I need to, uh, to look at. And one of the things that I gave advice to a dear friend of mine who is also looking to, to move and downsize was 10,000 foot view. I am 58 years of age now. I'm not a young woman. And although my spirit is ageless and I do not feel old as in my spirit, my body is aging. That is just the, you know, we have 80 plus years on this planet in a body that is an amazing machine. I mean, you got to look at the human body and just have some appreciation for the complexity and the amazingness of it all. But the bottom line is it is designed to wear out. And then our spirit heads off and our soul. However, it is still our job to look after this body as best as possible. And sometimes we let our life get so out of control that we're not appreciative of all that we have. 
quote unquote, this vessel that we live in, and we do not appreciate it for all that it does for us. Well, let me tell you, I'm getting very back in touch with that side of myself right now because I want to be active and exercise my dog and enjoy the sunshine and and have a good rhythm, eat well, feel healthy, have a glass of wine when I want one now and then. But that can't be every day and I can't keep overdoing it because you're always going to crash. Now, when I was younger, I just plowed through sheer willpower. But what happens when your body starts to age, it sometimes pulls you up short and says, "Mm -mm, sorry, but you need to kind of look at things. So why I talk about the 10,000 foot view is we need to sometimes get out of the nitty gritty detail. Like a house has come up for sale up here on a street that we have been trying to buy on for 10 years. And the second my higher self said, yes, please proceed. Don't know you're going to get it, but I want you to go through this exercise. Then you get, you know, as people, as human beings, our human psyche, and certainly me, we tend to get caught up in all the little details. Okay, what am I going to do with the furniture? What do I do with this house? Can I float the the mortgage for for six months while this house subdivides and sells? Because I'm on a lot that that I have to work with. It's a a lot that needs to be developed because the house is a teardown. Do I just... uh, kind of tidy things up and put renters in the house for the time being. All these little details and and the thought of moving again is overwhelming as well. I am a wonderful unpacker. I literally have an aversion to packing, whether it's for vacations, houses, a suitcase, a motorhome. I literally find the whole thing stressful. But when I get to where I'm going, it is like, someone passed me a glass of wine get out of my traveling clothes, have a quick shower, throw on a sundress, and then I want to unpack into the hotel room. I want to unpack into my motorhome. I want to set up. I love that. It gives me such joy. So one of the things uh, that was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, attractive of this place that has come up for sale is it has options. It is not just a go live in this house and carry a big mortgage. I could, with a little work, block off part of the house and run an Airbnb Airbnb out of it. In fact, the renovation that was done on the home about 10 years ago, that kind of was the idea. And then the lovely widow got married again and decided that they as a couple wanted to live in the whole house. Well, that's not where we're up at to right now. We're not leaving our lower mainland Vancouver, British Columbia lifestyle right now. My husband's still working. We are looking for a project. And with my gift of service and hospitality, that running an Airbnb while I lived on site would very much tie into the things that I love. Greeting people, making a great experience for them. Those things bring me a lot of joy. Now, back to the 10,000 foot view. What you have to decide first, though, is where you want your life to be and what you want it to look at. So I, like I said, I've got a girlfriend that is uh, considering downsizing right now from a big house out, you know, in Vancouver to a beautiful kept town home. Much smaller, no rental suite any longer, but it's it's a downsize. It's it's a win going into retirement. But you kind of get caught up with all the nitty gritty of what about this and what about that little Little, little things that once you've made the decision to move forward, you and the universe will ensure those things are looked after. Nothing is insurmountable. But a lot of times people get paralyzed with change and fear. And I even experienced that this week because we often want all the worries to be dealt with right out of the gate. 
actually that is not how decisions and change work. You make a decision on how you want your life to look like, what your goal is. It's, I'm actually, as I'm talking, I, I talk with my hands. So although you can't see me, I'm like pointing to the end of my table down the living room going, you know, down there is a goal that you're looking for. All the other stuff is peripheral. It's on, it's in the bleachers on your road that you need to travel. And you can pull and put into those bleachers people, things, problems, anything. It, but if you don't have the goal at the end and you're walking on the road, you're not going to get to where you're going. You're going to literally put yourself in the bleachers and there you will sit watching other people's lives go by. This is, was not even what I meant to talk about today. I was actually going to do a, a, a podcast on the Ten Commandments and I might do that one next because I've had some, some interesting uh, thoughts on that lately. But working on our journey sometimes requires a big picture mentality. Like I say, 10,000 foot view, look down. Does the lay of the land look the way you want it to? Are you going in the direction you want to go? That doesn't mean there won't be pitfalls. That certainly does not mean there may not be deviances. That it happens. It's life. Mistakes, failures, wins, gains. But it's still about moving forward. So if you find yourself right now very stuck, take a step back and do a little meditation. Talk to people. I cannot tell you how many people I have shared this with in the last week in my close circle. There's no point keeping a big change and decision like this to myself. I want feedback. I want to know what my friends are thinking. I want to hear their ideas. I want to hear the positives and the negatives. That's something that's very much missing in our society these days. And something we are not teaching our children is how to cope with negative emotions, negative experiences when they lose. You know, everyone wants a participation award and everyone wants a safe space. Well, guess what? Life's not safe. Unless you are shut down so much and living in a bubble, life is not safe. It just isn't. But you need to choose your level of risk and safety to have the fullest life that you intended this time around. Now, I annoy a lot of Christians and, and sometimes I lose listeners or whatever because of my belief structure around reincarnation or the fact that our souls have a, can come back. When you're raised in the Pentecostal church or the full gospel ministry like I am, there is, you know, this, it's, it's one life, one salvation through Jesus Christ and nothing else. But the facts don't support that. I'm sorry. Even, you know, I, I love the Bible. I believe in the Bible. I just don't believe we're, we're meant to take it as literally as we do. And I certainly don't think we need to be stepping that far outside the Ten Commandments. That's why I wanted to talk about it. And I will in the next podcast. I'll go into more of that. So it's really hard sometimes when people have a lot of judgments that are wrapped up in a very black and white and small belief structure. Like one of my expressions has always been, you know, religion is a great, is like kindergarten. It's a great place to start. But the more I explore my spirituality and the more I give over to God and the universe, the more I accept that I am a manifestation of God of the universe, that God is in me. My higher self is strictly my God self, my connection. Now, maybe that's how it was taught. It was the Holy Spirit. It's that little niggle in the back of your mind that says, hmm, don't do that. I don't have all those answers. All I'm saying is I stay open to it all. Because without staying open, you, opportunity and truth cannot show itself. 
When you lock yourself into such a strong point of view, whether it's about life or religion or where you should live, what your career should look like, you're back in the bleachers again, watching things go by instead of putting everything in the bleachers and walking the path. Are you following that analogy? Because I really quite like that analogy in my life right now. Sometimes those people, there's people in the bleachers and they're a cheering squad. Sometimes they're not so much. And it's like, you know what? I need to put you in the bleachers and I need to, to carry on. There's okay to have boundaries. Sometimes you might be pushing against a wall. And I get, I definitely, especially with my sister who is so very different than I am personality-wise, she doesn't understand my need to take risks. That's just, it's just kind of not how she rolls. She's, she loves her, her, um, her security and, and I, I can relate to that because I definitely, like for instance, I have always got to have a roof over my head. I could never even do a business that put my home at risk and I never have. I may have taken risks using some of that equity, but I was never going to lose my home. And those things for maybe it's the Gemini in me, my person, I don't know. You know, there's lots of people that love to put a lot of labels on everybody. I don't know, but that is very, very important to me, that security of just knowing that I have a place to lie my head each night. Now, who knows? Maybe if I gave up on that need for security, the universe would open up another whole round of possibilities because it does for people. Like I mentioned, my sister not having my need to to grow and do and, and create more, especially at our age. She's kind of looking to saying, do you know what? We've worked, we've got our money put aside. I just want to go play in my motorhome now with my husband and, and go travel. That is awesome. But at the same token, where she has a strength I don't, she can attract anything. I swear that if my sister needed anything for her or her children or her grandchildren, it comes into the thrift store where she volunteers. She just has to say, I need that. And it literally arrives. It's pretty much like magic. <laughs> We all laugh about it. We talk about it. We, we analyze it. We're like, Angel, how do you do this? It is, it is freaky. Now, I've always been pretty good at, you know, believing that it's going to work out and attracting what I need and want in my life. But she's on a whole nother level. But then she's not on the level where I kind of will take on projects like potentially buying a new house and creating an Airbnb and renting. That's not on her radar at all. Too much risk, too much everything. Why would I want to do that? That's too much effort. Everybody is different. Now, a huge part of us moving forward as a uh, collective of mankind is to accept those differences in everybody. And one of the things I struggle with with very religious people, and especially when they're very caught up in the denomination or the religion they were raised in, like I say, I was raised Pentecostal. When I hear people that still attend that type of church and, or that Pacific's church and their judgments, I kind of cringe. I start to twitch and it's like, their attitudes that Catholics aren't Christians. I'm like, whoa, you know, just whoa, that there are a lot of Christian Catholics. They may serve differently and believe slightly differently, but they are still godly people. And I truly believe they're still going to heaven. But I also believe heaven is something we create. And I believe it's something that you create here. I'm not sure that's, you know, there's definitely some bizarre little capital city in the sky with gold streets or that there's a fiery inferno somewhere below of hell. Mm. There's a lot of people, ask any drug addict that's living on the street and they can pretty much tell you that they are living in hell on earth. Okay. 
or someone that's living in an abusive relationship or has been brutalized or victimized, they're living in hell on earth. Am I right? Am I wrong? Is it really that relevant? What's important is that I tell you where to look, but I don't tell you what to think. Get there on your own. And that can be really tough for a lot of people. It is very tough when we're younger. I swear we are way more judgier when we're younger as I've watched myself grow and the people around me because we're so convinced we're right. And of course, when you're younger, you're so convinced you know it all. And let's face it, you know nothing. You're really coming into your own about 35. (laughs) But that's not, doesn't have to be a negative. It simply needs to be an awareness, an awareness to say, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm very grateful that I took on that mantra in my 30s to say, I don't know what I don't know. Because in my 20s, man, I was a, I know it, you're all wrong, I'm right, and you couldn't tell me anything. Oh, youth. (laughs) Why can't we raise our children to say, hey, be better than me. Hey, learn from my mistakes. Hey, quit recreating the wheel. How about we teach our children how to question, saying, hey, go look at history, what worked, what didn't. Instead, we just seem doomed to repeat it over and over again. I believe we are definitely going through an awakening on this planet. And for those of you that believe that with me and are listening to this podcast, don't lose hope. It does not mean things will all be settled in your lifetime. What it means is that energetically, in the bubbles to which we associate, and I do use that term very clearly, We might be global in our energies and our connections to the world and everything cellularly around us, but I still believe in creating a village of like-minded people. There's a reason cults become what they become because there are damaged people out there that go and search for something and then they find it and all those like-minded crazy people all hang together and think that, you know, that's the answer. Well, We can look in with logic and go, that's not the answer, but we do it ourselves as well. I live in a neighborhood that I like the village. I like the people that are a lot like-minded in my neighborhood. During COVID, I hung with people that were like-minded in my belief structure. I did not buy into the pandemic. I did not take the fake vaccines. And I simply made sure that instead of inundating myself with all the negative and the hatred and people spewing things on the news that, you know, if you don't get the shot, you should die. Really? Because I'm pretty sure if you smoke in Canada, we will still treat you in a hospital, even though you did it to yourself. So there was a lot of ugliness and hatred out there. But the thing was, you had to distance yourself from it. I was very mouthy and vocal in the first six months. And then it was like, you know what? Again, with the 10,000 foot view, I don't want to live this way. So I changed my actions and reactions. Didn't want to be in the negative. Didn't want to be hanging with people, arguing all the time. I simply let go and let God, as the expression goes. And the people that stayed were the people I needed. And it's not just about hanging around with everyone that agrees with you. But if your spirit is very bothered by certain people in your life or you are being disrespected or attacked, you need to take that higher view and say, is this the path I want to be on long term? Or do you need to make some changes? Change is tough. 
Sometimes change is easy, but lots of times change is tough. So think about those words today. Think about where you want to be and how you're looking at your life. Are you getting caught up in the minutia of all the nitty gritty? Or are you at 10,000 feet looking down going, liking the look of this path, that's where I want to be, the rest will work out. Team, help me out here. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.